My name is Isabel Clausen, the host of the Girl God's Got You podcast. This podcast was created to remind women that girl, God's got you, and he wants to help you live the life you were created to live. Have you ever struggled with believing in yourself, having fear about navigating your future, understanding your life purpose, or managing overwhelming stress? Well, if you've gone through any of these experiences, then this podcast is for you. And I want to encourage you that no matter what you go through, no matter what you think of yourself, no matter how much someone hurts you, no matter what level of self-confidence you have, no matter how much fear you have about the future, God is here for you no matter what. Girl, God's got you, and he always will. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for coming back to another podcast episode today. You're probably wondering, okay, where have I been? Why have I not been uploading episodes? And the main reason is I have just been extremely busy with work and studying, and I know that sounds like an excuse, and it probably is, but every time that I'm not working, I feel like I should be studying, and then every time I choose not to study, I'm choosing to rest or recharge, and I'm not that great at resting and taking time to recharge. I'm really not the best at that, so whenever I'm not studying, I'm pretty much forcing myself to let myself reset, but I got this very inspiring email from this girl that listens to my podcast, and her words just inspired me to start uploading episodes again. So even though the plate is full, I want to post two podcasts a month every other Saturday and then slowly increase it to hopefully every Saturday once I have taken my test in July. So with that being said, I apologize for not uploading episodes. I have so many ideas and so many things I want to share, but I think that God showed me this email from this young girl and I think he really wants me to start uploading episodes more so I know that if it's God's will he'll give me time to do so and also on a side note one of the reasons I haven't been uploading as much is because since I have not as much time as I did earlier this year I feel as though my episodes may not be as high of quality but then I told myself if God really wants me to start posting episodes he will give me the words to say he will give me the wisdom he will help me understand different topics to speak about and so if it really is his will for me to keep podcasting right now even in this very busy season then he will provide so thank you so much for your patience i don't know if you guys are listeners and check every week if i post or if you just kind of see when i post an episode i i don't really know much of the listenership of this podcast but i hope that this episode helps you it gives you some insight and i'm really excited to start posting more often every other saturday Alright, so as we usually do, I'm going to be sharing the God's Got You moment of the week, and then I'm going to be diving into my favorite song lyrics for today's podcast episode. So my God's Got You moment of the week was this sweet email I got from this girl sharing her God's Got You moment. So I'm going to keep her name anonymous, and I'm going to be sharing the overview of the email, sharing a couple lines from it, but I want to keep it confidential. But she did ask for me to share this story in the podcast episode, so that's why I want to do it. 
So essentially this girl, she started listening to my podcast about eight months ago. And the reason why she did is because she wanted to start, you know, learning more about biblical concepts from young women's perspectives. And she shared her faith journey, how her brother passed away in August of 2019. And it was really, really hard on her and her family. And she said she went down a path where she wasn't making the best decisions and how it wasn't really in alignment of how she wanted her life to look. And then she said she always believed in Jesus, but never to the point of really knowing what it meant. But then after she realized that she wasn't becoming the person she wanted to be, she started going to church and she became saved. And then she really wanted to search for resources about what it meant to be a follower of Jesus as a young person. And she said that the podcast really has helped her. And so... I don't want to share this to say that, oh, you know, my God's got you moment of the week is that someone enjoyed my podcast. Um, Actually, my God's got you moment of the week is the fact that this girl really knows what it means that Jesus loves her and that she's saved and that he can heal her heart. That's my God's got you moment of the week. And I'm so happy that she feels so close to God and has had healing from him. And she asked me to share this specifically to talk today about mental health as Christians and how there are a lot of struggles and just different tips on how we could captivate our thoughts and have strong, healthy minds. And so she's really the inspiration for this podcast episode today. And I just want to say... If you're listening to this, you know who you are. Thank you so much for reaching out. And thank you so much for sharing your story because it it really inspires me to also take my thoughts captive, stay close to Jesus, come to him when I'm struggling or going through a hard time. Because really, there are things in this world that we cannot handle on our own, whether it's in this case, a death of a loved one, or maybe we've lost our job, or maybe we don't know our purpose, or maybe in the topic pertaining to this episode it could be that we're struggling with having anxious thoughts or being depressed whatever it is there's so many things in this world that we cannot do alone and that's why we have to turn to god and ask for his help whether we understand it or not whether we feel like our faith is strong or not i share a verse later in this uh, podcast episode, Ephesians 6.12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, authorities, and the powers of this dark world. And there are so many things we could do in this world, and I'll, and I'll get into this more later with therapy, counseling, all that. But I truly believe that the way that we could overcome the hard things of this world is by looking to God first and asking Him for help. Because our struggle is not against things of this world. It's against the dark powers and the devil trying Trying to get us off track from God and to make us nervous and scared and sad and he's going to use anything in this world to make us feel depressed and have anxiousness whether you know in this case the death of a loved one whether we lost our job whatever the case may be and so I know I'm kind of going on a ramble and I'm trying not to go on a ramble mode in this episode because I want to keep it pretty short and to the point But at the end of the day, thank you so much for sending in this email and I am praying so much that your faith stays strong and that you continue to stay close to Jesus because he loves and he cares about you so, so much. So that is the God's Got You moment of the week. If you're listening to this and you have a God's Got You moment, please send it in. It is so great for this unity of believers to hear what other people go through and how we've just become closer 
to God through all the hard times because when we're in the thick of it and when we're going through something that we're struggling with, it can be really, really hard to see God. But when we also know another Christian who has gone through hard times and who has gotten out on the other side, it it uplifts us more than we could ever know. So if you have a God's Got You moment, please share it with me. You can either email me at girlgodsgotyou at gmail.com or you could DM me on Instagram. I'll have all the information in the show notes. But now I want to dive into the song of the week. And the song is called We Dance by Bethel Music. Once again, I'll have this link down below too. And the reason I love this song, and we're going to be sharing the bridge specifically, is that when I hear this bridge and when I sing it, it really shows me the way I should approach having a strong, healthy mind, which is the topic of today's episode. A few tips on how I'm learning how to have a strong, healthy mind in a world that is filled with being super busy, in a world that's filled with anxious thoughts, in a world where everyone seems to be struggling, how can we have strong, healthy minds even though the world has a lot of chaos? And this song, The Bridge, says, I will lock eyes with the one who's ransomed me, the one who gave me joy for mourning. I will lock eyes with the one who's chosen me, the one who set my feet to dancing. And I love this bridge because It kind of paints a picture. When I'm stressed out, when I'm feeling anxious, or when I'm just so busy I don't have time to take a breath, I picture myself in this song. I lock eyes with God. He's the one who ransomed me. He died for me. He's the one that gives me joy when I'm not feeling the best. He's the one who's chosen me, and he's the one who will set my feet to dancing. I like this bridge so much because it it shows me that the solution to anxiety, to depression, to feeling burnt out, is looking to God first. Because he's died for us, he gives us joy, he's chosen us, and he will motivate us and set our feet to dancing. I love this song and that bridge just spoke to me so much, especially as I was trying to figure out exactly how to create the contents for this episode today. And so I'd encourage you to listen to that song, listen to that bridge. It's beautiful, it has a lot of pretty piano melodies at the beginning, so it's wonderful. So that's kind of the opening of the podcast. Since I haven't done this for a while, I hope I'm not rambling too much, but I now want to get into the practical tips on this episode about how we could have strong, healthy minds. So I was listening to a podcast episode yesterday in the car. I will link it in the show notes below. It was really good. It's these two girls that have a faith-centered podcast. Super fun. And they were talking about this idea about how, you know, counseling and medication if you're depressed, if you're anxious, if you need some help, those can be good and God can use them as tools to help you get better. But they were sharing this perspective about how we can't truly get better and we can't really take care of our mental health and fight against fear, anxiety, depression, dark thoughts unless we depend on God first. And I'm not against medication. I'm not against therapy. What I do want to say though is if if you're struggling with nervousness or depression or anxiety, Know that it's not going to get better until you make the mental decision to make it get better. Because we have to realize that not all of our thoughts are our own. I think there's a lot of dark thoughts that could come into our head that are not from God and they're not from us. Whether you believe it's from Satan, whether you believe that it's just the darkness of the world feeding into your brain. Um, I'm not... I'm not the most spiritual type Christian in terms of like talking about dark powers and principalities. I'm not saying those don't exist, but the way that my faith works is I don't really talk a lot about the the spiritual side of things, but 
on that note, I really believe that not every thought is our own. And there's a lot of dark stuff and a lot of just not great thoughts that come into our head. And we have the mental decision to turn them off. We need to make the mental decision to follow God and trust him. We need to make the mental decision to take our thoughts captive and combat these lies and these dark thoughts in our head with the truth of God. We have to start these habits first because if we don't do these things, counseling and medication, it's not going to help in the long term. It may help for a short period of time. It may numb a couple things. It may help you um, conquer any kind of short-term troubles you're having. But I truly believe that if we want to have a strong, healthy mind for the long run, we have to have God at the center and we have to have him as the foundation. And so that's kind of the disclaimer I want to add in this episode. And that's why all these tips I share don't have as much to do with therapy and medication as it does developing a strong relationship with God. I think it's everyone's decision if they want to pursue therapy and medication, but my tips today are all about developing the strong and healthy mind in the connection of developing a strong, healthy relationship with God. So with that being said, I'm going to go into the tips. So I would say that the first tip, and this is kind of a step-by-step process, is to remember that life is filled with hills and valleys. And a fun fact, before I wanted to name my podcast God's Got You, I actually named it the Hills and Valleys podcast, and I had two episodes and I deleted them and restarted everything. But yeah, it was called the Hills and Valleys, so this analogy really means a lot to me. And when I think of this analogy, it reminds me that once you're okay doesn't mean that you'll always be okay. Bad things will still happen, you will still have mental struggles, and we still will have bumps in the road. Uh, What I really think is that the closer we get to God, the more Satan actually wants to tear us down because he doesn't want to see us close to God. He doesn't want to see us filled with contentment no matter what's going on in the world. He wants us to be frightened. He wants us to be anxious. He does not want us to have self-confidence or self-worth. And he definitely does not want us to pursue our passion and the purpose God has for our life, even when everything else in the world is going crazy. He does not want us to be okay. And so the better we get, it's almost as though the more Satan's going to try to tear us down. And so when I tell myself, okay, just because I'm not doing well now doesn't mean I won't do well in the future. But then when I finally reached a good point in my life and I'm not that stressed, I'm feeling good, I have to tell myself, it's not always going to be like this. Just because your circumstances are good doesn't mean that your mental state should change. So in this period of my life, in this last year, I've been really trying to train myself to think, okay, no matter what the circumstances are, I want to have a strong, healthy mind because I want to look to God for strength and ask Him for help so that no matter really what happens in the everyday life or just the long term of life, I could always have a source of contentment because I know where my contentment lies. And this is really why we need to always keep our relationship with God strong so that throughout the hills and the valleys, we are still close to him and can ask for help. There have been numerous times in my life where I really need God, so I really get close to him. I do really intense Bible study. I listen to a lot of worship music. I hang out with a great circle of Christian friends. And then life's great and I'm good and sometimes I get more relaxed with reading the Bible or maybe I don't pray as much or I don't take as much quiet time and I don't take as much rest and then I start working really hard and then I burn out and then I realize, wow, I'm, I'm kind of down. I need God again. And so after a few times of that going on, I've realized, okay, if I always put God first, have him as the priority and reach out to him all the time, not just when I need him, things are going to get better. 
So that's really my first tip. Remember that life is filled with hills and valleys, but your faith can still be strong. So the second tip I have is to ask yourself this question. Is my mind a dungeon or a fortress? Now, this is one of the biggest points I took away from that podcast episode I was telling you about that I listened to yesterday. And it is inspired by two verses. So the first one is that one from Ephesians that I shared earlier. It's Ephesians 6.12 and it says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And then the second verse that also applies to this point is 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 3 through 5. It's a little on the long side, but I'm going to read it and then explain it. So it says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Now, this passage I'm going to apply to the next tip. So right now I'm going to look at verses 3 through 4. And so it talks about we do not wage wars the world does, and we do not fight with the weapons that the world fights with. We actually have divine power to demolish strongholds. Now, the reason that these girls in this episode, in the episode I listened to yesterday, the reason why they brought up these two passages, 2 Corinthians and Ephesians, was because they were sharing that when you are in a depressive and an anxious state, your brain is kind of like a dungeon. Like you feel trapped in your own thoughts. You feel like you can't stop overthinking. If you have really dark thoughts that are, you know, suicidal or filled with self-harm, it could be kind of scary to be alone. You know, all those feelings that everyone has felt before of whether you're really depressed and really anxious and you can't be alone or whether you just are always overthinking, whatever that is for you, I'm sure everyone listening has at least one time in their life feel like their brain is a dungeon and they cannot get out of their own head. But they said, just like your brain is a dungeon, it could also be a fortress. And when they said that, it hit me in a whole new way. And they pretty much said that God will help break down the dungeon walls. He will help pull you out and then he will help rebuild your mind to be strong and to be a fortress so that when the enemy comes to attack your mind, it's already strong and you could combat the fear with your faith and take your thoughts captive. And that analogy hit home so much for me, and that's where I want the rest of this podcast episode to go, to figure out how we can break down the dungeon walls and then rebuild our minds into a fortress. And so the verse I want to talk about here is from 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 17, and it states, He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. And I know we're discussing the dungeon analogy, but deep waters, dungeon, to me, it makes me remember like, okay, I was once trapped and God God pulled me out of my trapped place. And so I want to share a little personal story right now about how I was able to ask God for help to pull me out of the trapped place and what's worked for me in the past. And I don't want you guys to think I'm an expert on anxiety or depression or mental health. I have had anxious thoughts and I have had dark moments. Not as bad as some people, but I definitely am more of a worrying type A personality. I always want to be in control. I'm a perfectionist. So with that comes, you know, overthinking, being anxious sometimes. That, you know, it goes with the personality type. Type A, you know what I mean? Anyway, so the personal story I want to talk about is, I'm not going to go too deep into it because I don't want to put, you know, all my personal life, you know, for everyone to listen. But 
back in October of 2019, yes, October 2019, I was filled with a lot of nervousness and a lot of fear because I had no clue what direction my life was going to go in. My self-worth was very little. I told myself that I was I was praying to God, I was reading the Bible, I was doing everything right, I was, you know, dressing super modestly, I was making sure to listen to good music, I read good books, I worked really hard in school, I took care of myself, I cleaned, like everything on the outside was in balance, but on the inside I was struggling so much. And I really think it's because I was trying so hard to stay on fire for God and do well. And I think the more that we're close to God, the more that Satan wants to come in and make us believe fears and lies. And so he came into my brain and I'm not saying he physically did. Like, I don't want you to think I'm this psycho, like Satan crept into my mind. Like I just, now looking back, I realized that it was Satan. He made me doubt a lot of things about myself. He made me doubt a lot of things about my relationship with my family. He made me doubt a lot of things about what I wanted my purpose to be. So much doubt. And it put me in such an awful cloud that all my self-confidence went away and I became literally a different person. All my friends saw this. My family saw this. It was really hard. I just didn't see it. And I I really think it's because those little lies that Satan let creep in or that I let creep in by Satan, I started believing them. And I realized that I was trapped in this dungeon in my brain because I could not shut my mind off. I was constantly working so hard to really just distract myself from the stuff I was going through. And... I finally, what what happened was I was sitting there with God. I was laying awake at night. I think I was actually in the courtyard um, at GCU, the, every apartment at the college I went to, Grand Canyon University. They have a courtyard you could sit in. And I literally was just sitting there crying because I just, I could tell so many things were wrong, but I couldn't pinpoint it. And I literally felt trapped. Like I could not, I could not get out of this hard place. And I said, God, I need you so much right now. I don't even know why I'm feeling this way. Like, I, I, I'm trapped. And I said, please show me a sign of how I could get out. Sorry, I'm getting, like, choked up. But anyway, sorry. I was, for some reason, tearing up. I have no clue why. But I asked God for a sign. And months later, I'm talking, like, how many months? Like, three months later. That doesn't sound like a long time, but every day for three months going through these feelings, finally, God showed me a sign. And just like that, I took that sign, I made my decisions, and he literally pulled me out of this trapped place. My brain was no longer a dungeon, and he could help pull me out so I could start restoring my brain to be a fortress. And so my biggest advice to you is ask yourself if your mind is a dungeon or a fortress. If you realize you're trapped, the advice that's always helped me, and I've done this probably four pivotal times in my life, is to ask God for a sign. Say, God, I need you right now. Please give me a very clear sign and a clear decision of what I should do. And putting all the trust in him. And every time I prayed that prayer that prayer in those four pivotal times in my life, I realized, okay, I'm trusting that God will answer and he will show me and he will deliver me. And every time he has. So that's my biggest piece of advice is just ask God for a sign and trust with your whole heart that he will give you the sign. And that he will give you the feeling to take the right sign and make the right decision. So the third tip I have is this is going to be focused on how we build our mind up into a fortress once we're pulled out of the the dungeon and, and being stuck in our head. So the third tip is captivate your thoughts. And I have three steps on how to do this. And this is kind of the what I've been trying to do these past several months uh, for about a year, just kind of healing my heart, healing my mind, and really figuring out who I am and what God has planned for my life and really how I can help others with my talents and my gifts. So 
I'll share the three tips, then I'll dive into them more. So tip number one is recognize the thought for what it is, then realize that it's okay to not always understand why you have that thought. And then the third tip is once you realize you can't understand it, try to have a God's got you truth attached to that thought. This third tip is the most important, and it's the one I'm going to be focusing on a lot. So I'm going to go through the first two tips pretty quickly because I don't want this episode to be too long. So step number one in trying to captivate your thoughts and build a fortress in your mind is to recognize the thought for what it is. Okay, there's there's thoughts that we have, whether they're true or not. One thing that I struggle with is I've, I'm always trying to work on my self-confidence, okay? That's the biggest thing. I don't know if you've learned that from listening to my, all my episodes, but I talk about it in every episode because for me... I constantly have thoughts in my brain that, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not doing this enough. People think of me this way. And there could be times where I know, oh, Isabel, that's not true. You don't have to believe it. Oh, Isabel, that's not about self-confidence, blah, blah, blah. When I recognize a thought for what it is, and I've been doing this for about, I've been doing this specific thing for probably five months, and it's helped so much, I think, okay, this is the thought I'm having. As stupid as it sounds or as untrue as it sounds, I'm going to say, okay, this is the thought I'm having. I know I shouldn't have this thought because it's something I know is not true, but it's in my head. I usually write it down in my journal. I honestly say, hi, God. I like write out a prayer and I say, hi, God. This is what I'm thinking right now. I write it down. I recognize it. No matter how silly it is, recognizing it is the first thing because then you can understand how to combat it clearly, okay? So the second tip is to realize that it's okay to not always understand it. So we could try to search for the answer, but sometimes there isn't one and that's okay. Um, so for me, I always love being in control and that, and you know, one way that I think I am in control is when I know the reason for certain problems and then trying to find the solution. But you know what? I can't always find the solution and I can't always know what the cause of this thought is but for me i i get really fearful sometimes because i don't like not knowing what's going to come next and i don't like to not know why things went wrong i like to have answers i literally love having answers and love being in control but life doesn't work like that it's not realistic and it's not the mindset i want in life so what i've been trying to do is just tell myself okay isabel You don't know the solution, and you don't know why you're having this thought, but it's okay. It's okay to not understand it, because God knows. He understands it. He still has a wonderful plan for you. It's better to spend your energy on combating your thought with truth, rather than trying to figure out why you're having that thought. Yes, it can be helpful sometimes when you think, oh, I'm having this thought because of what happened in my past. Great. But that's not really going to help you move on. Now you just know more information about the thought. What's really going to help you move on in life and conserve as much energy, mental energy as you can for the purpose God has for you is to focus your time on combating that thought with God's truth. Because Satan just wants you to waste time overthinking. I could sit here all day and think, oh, maybe I'm thinking this because of that, because of that, because of this. Or maybe I did this wrong and that wrong, but if I say this thing, I could find the solution. That's exactly what Satan wants you to do. He, he wants you to spend all this wasted emotional energy on the problem and the fear, and he doesn't want you to focus your energy on getting over it and keep on running the race for God. So for me, I try to, I've really been trying to focus less on understanding what's going on with, and trying to understand this thought completely and just realize, okay, I know what the thought is. I know I probably won't be able to understand all of it. So what should I do? I should combat it with a God's got you truth. And that's where I'm going to end the episode at today is by sharing with you five examples of 
thoughts that we have. And then with each example, I'm going to be sharing a truth from God that you can apply to it. Now, I'm going to be sharing with you specific Bible verses and song lyrics. Okay, I don't expect you to memorize the whole verse or the whole song lyric, but I want you to just remember the truth. And God will help you understand what truths can uplift you. For me, I literally tell myself all the time, and I don't even know it sometimes, I I tell myself these truths. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Jesus died for you for a reason. God has already written the story for you, and it's a great story. And the last one is God will provide for you infinitely more than you could ever imagine. I tell myself these truths all the time when I'm feeling nervous or when I'm feeling burnt out, and I don't even realize it. This is all based off scripture. It's all based off, you know, really good worship songs that share wonderful one-liners. But I'm not singing the whole song to myself and I'm not quoting like Romans 12:2 or Philippians 4:10. Like I, I sometimes, you know, quote Bible verses in my head, but the whole point of this is less about having the specific memorization and instead combating these fears and these lies with truths from God that you know deep down in your heart based off scripture. So I'm going to be sharing with you the five examples of the things that I think a lot of us deal with and a lot of um, the thoughts that come into our head that either tear us down or maybe they're really depressive and dark thoughts. The five things I'm going to share, they're not super, super dark, but they could lead to places where you're stuck in a rut. So the first example I have is when you feel like you aren't doing enough, remind yourself of Philippians 1 verse 6. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. Okay, I love this verse. If I'm here stressed out thinking I can't do it, I can't pass my test, I can't build my business, I can't balance my life, I'm not getting enough sleep, I'm not eating healthy enough, like all these little things that at the end of the day... They matter, but they're they're not huge, huge, big deals. When we're just burnt out, we're stuck, we're working so hard, we don't think we have time to rest, even though we should rest, I just tell myself, okay, even though I think I can't complete everything, and even though I'm not really sure what this whole purpose looks like in life, as far as like personal purpose, like career, vocation, all that, even if I feel like, what am I even doing? I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm burnt out. I think, okay, God will carry this to completion. He will help me through. He knows what I need to do every day. He knows the decisions I need to make. He knows exactly the responsibilities I need to keep a hold of in order to achieve the life that he wants for me. So if I just trust him and ask him for help, he will show me. And so that's just a truth that I remind myself of all the time. God will carry it to completion. We're not doing this all on our own. We have a God who really wants to help us. So the next example I want to share is this. When you feel exhausted and think that you cannot go on. This one applies a little bit more to the burnout type of vibe that I talked about in the last example, but I wanted to share a different verse to correlate with this uh, nervousness or this anxiety around this topic of burnout. And this is Romans 12:2, a classic verse, but one that I think is so great. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. I love this. If we're conforming to the patterns of this world, we're constantly stressed out, we're burnt out, we have no clue where we're going, we're not going to feel that great. But if we're transformed by the renewing of our mind, depending on the truth that God has, the promises that he has, that he has a great plan for us and he will help us do the heavy lifting, we're not on our own, I really think that the burnout will start slowing down and we'll be able to test, okay, what is God's will? Now that I'm worrying less about these things of this world and I'm focusing on God's truth, I could see more clearly. So the third example that I want to share that I think a lot of us deal with, and it could be something that we focus on a lot, 
is when you fear your future and you don't know what's coming next. And this is something that that I was really, really nervous about this time last year. And pretty much for like two years of my life, I was so worried about what the heck am I going to do when I graduate college? Like, I don't know where I'm going to live. I don't know what I'm going to do. And it freaked me out because as I stated earlier, I'm kind of a control freak. Not really of other people because I don't want to be manipulative or ever control someone. But for my own life, I love being in control. So during a time where I wasn't really sure exactly where I was going to go, I told myself this truth. Ephesians 3.20 Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we could ever imagine. For me, I love this verse. I really think it's one of my life verses because this time a year ago, I had no clue that God would bring me here. And I was so worried, so stressed out. My brain was literally in a dungeon. I felt so trapped. I really did. And if I knew that God would have pulled me out of that dungeon and created a fortress in my mind that's strong, I would have thought, there's no way. Like, how am I going to get out of this? And so really, if you're going through something right now and you're burning out and you're really not sure what God has for your life, just know that he could do anything. He really can in as much time as he wants. It could be a week, it could be a day, it could be a year, it could be five years. Really, he will provide infinitely more than you could ever imagine. And when I'm, whenever I'm going through a hard time and my fortress in my mind is getting tested, I think, okay, God provided way more than I could ever think a year ago. So why am I telling myself that now is going to be bad? Why am I freaking out about something? It's going to all be good because God provides more than we can imagine and he wants to take care of us. Now, I know I said I had five examples, but two of them kind of sound the same, and I don't want this episode to be too long. So the last example I'm going to be sharing, this is a lie that we tell ourselves all the time, and I really think that it's, it's something that plagues most of us. And if we combat this lie with truth, I really think that our brains will be fortresses. I mean, I think if we combat all these lies with, with truth from God, our minds will be very strong, but especially this one. And it's when you aren't feeling that self-confident. Are you guys surprised that I had this one be the ending one? No, you're probably not. But whether you're a guy listening to this or a girl listening to this, we all have times where we feel like we don't know what we're doing and we have no clue why we're working at this job, why we're focusing so much on this education. We Or on the other side of it, maybe we just really don't like who we are. We don't like how we look. We don't like the way we think. We don't like our personality. There's so many ways that self-confidence plays a role um, in all of our lives, regardless of our age or our gender. I mean, literally, self-confidence means something different to everyone. But I think Satan wants to steal this so much because he knows that when he takes your self-confidence away, he can manipulate you through so many other things. And so the truth I want to correlate with this topic to really combat this lie of you are not worth anything, you are not enough, you cannot do it. The truth I want to combat all these lies with is that God is your champion. One of my favorite worship songs, and I've brought it up on the podcast before, but it's the song Champion. And they sing, you are my champion, you crown me with confidence. And when we realize that First of all, Jesus already died for us. He saw so much in us that he wanted to die for us. Like the only people I can really think of worth dying for are my family and my boyfriend. Like I see so much in them. If it came down to it, I would give my life so they could live. But but that's not a lot of people, you know? I mean, I wish I could say everyone, but we all know deep down, it's like, do I want to die for this person? I don't know. But Jesus wanted to die for all of us, even though he didn't even 
physically know us. That's crazy. So first of all, Jesus is your champion because he already defeated death. And if you believe in him, you'll go to heaven. But he also is your champion because he is your weapon. Whenever Satan is bringing you down, you need to tell yourself, Jesus is stronger than Satan. Jesus is stronger than Satan. I love the analogy of thinking about a dark room, pitch black. The second you light one match, it lights up the whole room. I like to think of that in correlation to the power of Satan versus the power of Jesus. Jesus can change the whole landscape. One little flame from a match can change everything. And I love thinking of it in that way. Jesus is your champion because he is stronger than Satan and can, can distinguish the fears. One one-liner that I want to share from the podcast I listened to yesterday is these girls said that we oftentimes believe in God, but we very rarely believe what God says about us. We oftentimes forget to believe God and his truth and what he thinks of us. We believe in him, but we don't believe him. We need to start believing that God loves us. He will crown us with confidence. He thinks the world of us. And when we combat this truth of not feeling good enough, not feeling like we're doing enough, and not really liking ourselves or being confident in what we're doing, we have to say, God is our champion. He's here for us. And I know a lot of these examples may sound easier than they actually are but let me tell you every time i've had a anxious filled section in my life or a lot of life changes three tips of remembering that life is filled with hills and valleys asking yourself if your mind is a dungeon or fortress and how to get out of it and then three captivating your thoughts by recognizing what they are understanding that we can't understand them and then finally combat these lies with truth when i do these things they work so well. Society tells us we have to get therapy. We have to get medication. That's the only way we could get out of, of these hard struggles. I'm just saying when you do these things first and make God the priority first, he will change your life so much. You may not even need the extra tools. Or if you need the extra tools, that's okay. You are on a good, solid foundation that will help have long-term stability. So you could have a healthy, strong mind in the long term. Because God truly is the best rock you could ever cling to. So I hope that you guys enjoyed today's podcast episode. It was going to be 20-25 minutes. Somehow it's now almost at 40 minutes. So I apologize. But I really hope you enjoyed it today. I hope it was helpful. If you have any tips about how you could captivate your thoughts better. Or your favorite Bible verses to remind yourself. Or your favorite song lyrics. Please Send them to me over Instagram or over my email. I would love to share them in the next podcast episode. And once again, let me know if you have a God's Got You moment. They are life-changing and literally everyone wants to hear about how God is working in people's lives. So I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope that you continue to work hard and having a strong, healthy mind. And I just really want you to know that God loves you. God's got you. And he truly wants you to have the most fulfilled life and to feel the most content in him and his presence thank you so much i'll talk to you guys in the next episode bye